0: Now back to the Midday Grind with Martin and Marlo on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. You leave, because
2: darling, I'm a nightmare dressed like a daydream. So gonna forever, or it's going to be forever. Welcome back. Twelve thirty-nine. 39. Midday grind. What's Five the temperature? What's the temperature? What do you think the temperature is? I'll say 39. All right, let me look it up here on the, no, the it's web. No, 36. Time and temperature. App. I have 34 right now, actually, according to my iPhone.
0: Rock says 42. Someone's
2: phone's wrong. 42? Someone has a wrong phone. Hold on a second. Maybe that wasn't updated. No, it's 40. Hold on a second. It's uh, 82 40. in Jupiter. I have 40 in St. Louis. I was close. Phone. I said 39. All right, I have forty two. My iPhone six is much more positive than you guys. Um, speaking of positive, yes, we had a very positive discussion earlier about just simple question: what's better, dogs or cats? Now we knew dogs were going to win. And this is my Twitter audience, uh, three hundred nineteen votes. I put it out there at the start of this show. So there's twenty four minutes left on the poll. What do you think the margin is in terms of dogs' victory right now over cats? I would Ooh.
1: say it's about seventy two twenty eight. I was going to guess like 80-20. It's going to be big. Rocky? Uh
2: yeah, I was going to uh, I'll go with a clean 75-25 split in favor of dogs. What if I told you it's 90-10? Oh,
0: I do think and uh, I'm basing this on nothing. I feel the like Americans. sports fans tend to be dog. dog lovers. I don't know why I'm basing also, it on. that. Also, I
2: wonder that. what the breakdown would be in St. Louis overall. It feels like a very dog-heavy city. Yeah. Hey, speaking of dogs and pets, Kennelwood Pet Resort. Oh, (laughs) Chuck, I see what you did. Send that one to the Hall of Fame. We've been taking our dog Otis there for more than four years for boarding, grooming, day camp, and invisible fence brand. Spring break will be here before you know it. So if you're headed out of town for vacation, book your boarding early to reserve your pet's favorite accommodation. I also want to tell you about Kennelwood's free pet sleepover orientation. How about this? Remember your first time, Strick. Going to sleepaway camp, it can rattle the nerves for sure, and pets can experience the same emotions when being boarded for the first time. At Kennelwood Pet Resorts, they understand this and want to alleviate any anxiety for both pet parents and the pets. That's why they provide free pet sleepovers for pets looking to test drive the experience. Your pet will spend the night with Kennelwood Pet Resorts and be treated to a personalized playtime, a yappy hour, a busy bone, and even a visit to the spa for a complimentary bath. When you pick up your pet the next day, you will receive a thorough report on their overnight visit. It is Kennelwood Pet Resorts, one of my favorite sponsors. It should be yours as well. We had Joey Vitale, Blues Radio Analyst, the other day, and he actually said he was going home after his TV interview to get the Kennelwood Pet Resorts Invisible Fence brand hooked up in the yard, strictly because that's important, man. You can't let those uh, dogs and cats being unsafe mm. running around the neighborhood.
1: No. You ship your dogs? We do. Yeah, yeah. Chip. Martin's chip.
2: dog runs wild throughout. Yeah, his I neighborhood. see
1: a lot of wild dogs. You know,
2: it does seem like though, and again, it'll be eleven years for me here in April, and I feel like several times over the years, Martin will text me, and he'll say, "I'm going to be a couple minutes late because the dog got loose." His
0: neighbor called into our listener line once and said, "Just <laughs> tell uh, Martin his dog that. ran away, really? and I got it at my house now." So, you know, okay. when I was in
1: college, you know, we were pretty close to the reservation. The Navajo land, Navajo reservation, and there were always d- like random just dogs, just everywhere on the loose, just strays, stray dogs mm. everywhere. They have
2: yeah. appliance discounters as well. Six mm. area locations, great sponsor of ours. Went to the one there in uh, Webster, picked up a refrigerator. We have. In the, uh, the garage, great scratch and dent models as well. A beer mm-hmm. fridge. A beer fridge. Look, it's in the garage. You don't need the the fanciest of the schmancy, but if you have a little scratch and dent, you get a great deal. Unbelievable service at uh, appliance discounters. Charlie Marlowe, Andy Strickland, Brian Hoffman, Matt Rocchio here till 1 o'clock before the hard line takes over. Stricky, a lot of hockey early on there, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the Cardinals. We have got spring training going on. Their first Grapefruit League game coming up on Saturday. Are yeah. you uh, are you optimistic about the club this
1: year? Well, I, for the spring training, I am uh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I expect them to probably finish first in their division in spring training. <laughs> it's grapefruit League. Um, you know, I feel good. I'm a, I'm, I'm an optimistic person. I keep it half full um, on most most things, especially the Cardinals and. I have no reason to think they're not going to have a good year. They'll be very competitive, and they'll be in it till the end. Now, I need a few weeks to truly evaluate and watch them in spring training to, to make a, a true prediction. But I have nothing but good feelings about the Cardinals heading into this year.
2: So obviously, you're laser focused on hockey, but mm-hmm. from afar, then
1: mm-hmm.
2: give me give me one or two storylines, or questions, or concerns, yeah. or reasons to be positive mm-hmm. for this year's cardinals well
1: the reason to be positive certainly is goldschmidt i mean here's a proven guy who's had success at the highest level who brings a dimension that um the cardinals really didn't have and that they needed i mean they needed a player like that so you he's one of those guys that you don't worry about how he's going to transition to a new team i think he's just a raker no matter where he goes that's what he does he he he's going to put up his his typical numbers. If you look at his stat line throughout his career, he's a pretty consistent player, right? I mean, he kind of does the same thing every year for the most part, right? Yes. So, I mean, that's that's, that's not going to change. Um, the storyline will be Schilt, I think, now with a, tr- with a spring training. And how will he truly influence this baseball team going through a spring training and having a full year? Because we're going to get to a point where everything's not going to be hunky-dory you know and he's gonna have some adversity he's gonna have to overcome and the honeymoon period is gonna is gonna end you know i mean everyone's saying he's the best communicator he's ever they've ever had i mean they haven't had him for that long and but he's been in the organization i forever. understand that but you know things change eventually he's not going to be able to be everybody's best friend and he's going to have to make some tough decisions on proven ball players who he has a lot of respect for and probably has a really good relationship with. When you're not the main guy, you can be everybody's friend, okay? And all of a sudden, now you're in charge. you got to make those tough decisions. So how, how he handles that and, and um, goes about his business from that standpoint moving forward is going to be interesting to see. I'm not going to suggest that he won't be good at it, but it's still going to be different for him. Um, you know, Matt Adams being a third baseman now. Uh, what's that?
2: With the Nationals. Matt Carpenter, you're Matt talking Harpenter,
1: about. Matt Carpenter, I'm sorry. Matt Adams is
2: Matt. That's your guy. That's uh,
0: my guy. you're he's, his best He's, he's a friend Adams, so. of the show. He's, he's your friend, friend. of Matt. No,
1: Matt Carpenter not going to third base. I mean, that's—so there's some, there's some question marks. Um, not question marks, but certainly intrigue. That's a question mark. Yeah. Matt, his ability to throw. But, but you've got the—I um, think the rivalry with the Cubs could take another level now with the whole—are we over the Chris Bryant situation, or are we still talking about Well,
2: that? I always say like this. If you, if you are given a layup... you know
1: I never really cared, right? Well,
2: did I really care? Did anyone really <laughs> care besides Yachty? Yeah. Let's be real. And again, and Chris Bryant said this, it was the perfect fodder for yeah. that weekend because the Cubs had their fan fest, whatever they call it yeah. up there. Dempster had his little comedy show. Yeah. Chris Bryant's on it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, right after that, you have winter warmup. And yeah. so, look, of course you're going to ask people that question. Yeah. And you have every Cardinal player rolling through winter warmup. They're all asked that. You have Yachty on Instagram. He talks about it. John Brebbia calls. Chris Bryant a loser. It was just the perfect weekend for yeah. that to blow up.
1: All right, so Dexter, Dexter Fowler, by the way, how, how will he rebound? You know, a very close friend of mine now is Paul DeYoung, by the way. We had him on, on Fox Sports Midwest during a Blues game, <laughs> so we're very, very tight. So I expect him to have a great year. And I would Long hope so. He'll win, win the gold glove. He'll finally get the respect defensively he deserves as a former first-round pick from Hawaii. I think Hoff mentioned this earlier. I need more details on Ryan Dempster having a comedy show. That's something that's... Yeah, we, we we glossed over that really quickly.
2: Yeah, when did and that mainly happen? Mainly, the one thing I need to know is is there are is there not a segment playing off the word dumpster? Because if there's not, why are we even here? Does
0: he do a monologue and spit jokes?
2: And also, okay, the monologue is that's where that's where you get the dumpster name in there somewhere. Okay, like I, I think that's and if if they're not doing this, why are we here? You
0: can call it dumpster
2: diving. Now hold on, a thank second, you, thank you, Hoff. And look, I know we're all now against Ryan Dempster, Dempster's dumpster dive because of these comments. No. But over the years, Triple D, we've all had him on the radio shows. He's hilarious. He plays ball. He always does his Harry Carey impersonation, which is really good. Mm-hmm. He's on MLB Network. He does this segment called, I believe, Donuts with Demp or Dempy. And he goes around and he does kind of silly segments. So I couldn't see that being kind of an interesting web-type comedy show. Maybe it's on Cubs.com. I don't think it's going to be on uh, the but,
1: but, you know, <laughs> Dexter Fowler, he, he, got, in that he line. got the text from Chris Bryant. Essentially, apologizing, saying, Hey, this was no big deal. (laughs) When, when, you know, at the Blues game, when we were all hanging out in the suite, and I didn't get the sense that the other players had near the same reaction that Yadi or Malina. Oh, nobody did. It was like, they didn't even like, they're like, What? He's just doing his thing, man. You know, like, you never said something bad about another team.
2: And it's a rival. You're supposed to have fun. Like, okay. The Blues and the Blackhawks Mm -hmm. are they supposed to like each other? They can't chirp at each other. That doesn't make the rivalry great. When you have great quotes in the paper, and I know it was on a dirty hit, but the wakey wakey Backus type stuff, you're not supposed to like your rival. I love when when we have stuff like this, and then you don't have to apologize for it. Like you're allowed to rip on your rival for sure. I don't think it was disrespectful.
1: I mean, okay, St. Louis, I live here. I like it nowadays. Baseball and professional sports has changed from that standpoint. No one wants to upset the apple cart and create that level of tension when in reality they pretty much have a friend on every team in whatever sport they're playing and they hang out together and all that like it's just not the same so people want it to be that level of hatred and animosity and intensity when in fact it's it's no longer that way so blues 11
2: straight Franchise record. I think we all agree they're not going to win 34 straight to uh, to end the regular season. They but, could. They could. Okay, you never know. You never know. Next week, <laughs> give us where they're most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen over the course of the next couple games?
1: Here, uh, I don't want to make any prediction. Oh, I, make day, a prediction. Well, I don't want to predict when they're going to lose. Why would That's I do not that? what I'm saying. Well, uh, then predict the win. Say they're going to win 34 straight. Um, no. I mean, like. Uh, one thing a positive from last night, Jaden Schwartz, obviously, he scored like a legitimate goal. It wasn't like an empty net goal. He looks like he's coming around. I, I think he needs a little bit of of help, and I think we saw some of that. That was one of Tyler Bozak's best games that he's played all season, and he was playing against his former team, so maybe that energized him a bit. So they, they need some real good play from, from him moving forward. You need a second line that's going to score, you know, but... You got the trade deadline coming up on Monday, and I don't, from what I'm being told, I don't anticipate Doug Armstrong doing anything. And if he does do something, it's going to be minor. So if you're looking for a big splash or whatever, um, it's not going to happen. So I think he's going to let this thing kind of ride out the way that it is. He made some big moves in the offseason, and you can look at those as trade deadline deals, even though they happened before the season. But those were his big moves. You're going to get David Perron back. Um, at least that's the plan. You hope he comes back um, probably after the trade deadline. Who knows? Maybe he'll come back right before. I don't know what the exact timetable is. They've been kind of quiet on that. Um, But you can look at him as a trade deadline acquisition. So, you know, I don't anticipate this to be a very interesting trade deadline. And I sometimes think the deadline is a little bit overrated as well. So this may be the best thing for the Blues just to stamp at. They also made some savvy moves, though, in previous years because you did have,
2: expiring contracts with guys you weren't going to bring back, with the Stastny, with the Shattenkirk. So it made perfect sense, even though you were still competing mm-hmm. for a playoff spot yeah. to get a first-round pick in return. It doesn't seem like this roster is as well set up. Plus, also, right now, when you're the hottest team in all of hockey, you really, I mean, it's a cliche, but why the hell would you mess with this right now?
1: Well, exactly. And anybody that you have that would fetch your first-round pick in return anyway, you're not looking to move. Right. So... Um, You don't have a whole lot of cap space. You're limited from that standpoint in terms of adding a a big name who's out there. But also, you just don't want to disrupt the, the, the chemistry. I mean, they've got four lines that are rolling right now. Everybody's slotted, for the most part, where they should be. And it's not just line to line, but it's how they're being used by Craig Berube, what role they're playing, how much ice time they're getting. You look at the Blues' defense. I was talking to a player about this yesterday. Like He said, how many teams have a top four who are that big who can all skate like people don't think about the size of a Jay meester he's a legit six foot three who can skate edmondson legitimate six foot four who can skate petrangelo big boy who can skate north of six foot two um and you know colton pareko who's six foot six who can skate i mean that's That's not easy to go up against. And then you get to the third pair, and Robert Bertuzzo is a big boy, and Vince Dunn's playing some of his best hockey of his career. I thought he was unbelievable last night. Had a great hit to set the tone, got the crowd really into it early, drew a penalty. They were chasing him around a little bit. But he loves playing against his hometown team too. But this guy's creating offense. What is he, had eight goals? He told me a few weeks ago that he guaranteed that he would score (laughs) ten. And he was at six at the time. I didn't know for sure if he'd be able to do it. Actually, Pat Maroon told me he, he'll score twelve. Told me that yesterday. He made that prediction. So he um, got a lot of predictions, man. A lot of streaks. You know, Jay Meester, I got to give him a shout out. That was his first minus. He was minus one in last night's game. His first game being minus since January third. Wow.
2: And let's be honest, he was dogged a lot early he by the media. Boy. Yeah, he was. And, and now he's playing really not well. Just
1: this year In years past too. But he's never played this well. I mean, I know he was hurt and he had the hip uh, situation and he had that you know hip injury and the surgery during the off season. it took him a while to get back to being to full strength. But even in the past when he's been at full strength, he hasn't played as well as he's playing right now. And that's what I mean. That's what goes back to what I said at the beginning of the show. They got everybody playing well at the same time. That rarely happens. Rarely. Andy Strickland, Charlie Marlowe,
2: Matt Rocky, O'Brien Hoffman. Before we get to the end of the day, some sponsors we'd like to mention of course
0: yes Chuck real quick yesterday we all enjoyed our crab cakes we spoke about how great they were Mm -hmm. from where Uh, 1860 saloon down in Sular and they will be offered at the taste of Sular this weekend you can eat and drink your way through the best eateries and watering holes that this historic neighborhood has to offer hosted by the party pros of Mardi Gras this self-guided tour of Sular is one of St. Louis's premier events for foodies chow hounds and merrymakers of all types Experience the exclusive food and drinks available only for pass holders by visiting stlmardigras.org. That is this weekend, the 23rd and the 24th. And if you have any tax issues, head on down the street. Check out Mark Milton, stltaxlawyer.com. Wage garnishments. The IRS is knocking down your door, calling you all the time. He can help. Former attorney at the tax division, so he knows all the ins and outs. Go local with Mark Milton at stltaxlawyer.com.
2: And now it's time for the end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day?
1: At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I I don't want to do
0: this. Uh, The Toledo Walleyes, by the way, are are second in their division. They sit right now as we speak with a record of 30-13, 4-3. Four Mm. Four overtime losses, three shootout losses behind the uh, Cincinnati Cyclones, guys. Let's take a road trip. Let's take a road uh... trip. Tonight, they're in Kansas City. Cincinnati Tol- getting it done again. The Toledo Walleyes.
2: Walleye. I have against Walleye,
0: Sorry, at the Kansas City Mavericks tonight. Let's go. Yeah. Let's hit. Let's get in the car.
1: Get, you said you're off today, aren't they you? They get good crowds there in Kansas City. Do too. they really? Oh, the Sprint Center, I They love it. They love it. Oh, well, good for them. You know who owns that team? Is uh, the Lamar Hunt family. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Did not know that. And they would love to bring an NHL team to Kansas City. They've been saying that for years.
0: They are the arena for sure it.
1: Sure, that'll happen. Or how quickly that'll happen, if it'll ever happen at all. But they've got a lot of money behind their, their efforts.
0: Uh, today, reason why we were talking cats and dogs, not really, but it fits. Today's Love Your Pet Day. You know what? Love Your Pet, and in honor of that, that's because it's radio, we got to offer equal times. We'll give you some reasons why dogs are healthy and reasons why cats are healthy. Dogs do have a proven ability to help manage weight loss because you're supposed to get about two hours and 30 minutes of exercise a week. Dogs encourage that because you have to walk them, depending on what size. Sometimes you've got to walk them for a half hour or even longer. They help improve your social life. Dogs have a proven ability to reduce stress and even stave off depression. Uh, and they help you, uh, according to this, they prevent grandkids' allergies. Back in the olden days, experts believed having a dog in your home contributed to children's allergies. Fortunately, recent research shows just the opposite. Dogs and cats actually lower a child's chance of becoming allergic to pets. So there we go. Mm. Uh, cats, on the other hand, I did not know this. A cat's purring helps heal bones, tendons, and muscles. A cat purr creates a vibration at a frequency between 20 and 140 hertz. Studies have shown that frequencies between 18 and 35 hertz range have a positive effect on joint mobility after injury. Scientists have begun talking about how the cat noise could actually help humans, and cats help you. Sleep better, and according to this article from goodnet.org, now, hold on they'll a second. make you more attractive to
2: women. That that sounds like it was written by a cat <laughs> lobbyist firm. Sounds like a cat wrote it. Right. I mean, <laughs> so you're telling me that a cat purring next to me is going to help my my joints.
0: Apparently it helps, I gets massage the joints a little bit. That was written by Big Cat. Big Cat. Cats also mean fewer allergies as well. So introduce your children to cats and dogs because then they... Won't be allergic to them. Mm. That's the end of the day.
2: End of the day. End of the show. Great job, Andy Strickland. You go, Strick. Uh, Good for job. Me.
1: Appreciate it as always. Good for Friday. Good for Friday. The slot. Friday the we'll have a uh, hockey sense at four o'clock live from Schneidhorst. Who you got? Brought to you by MTC Truck Driver Training, Forehands Brewery, and Dirt Cheap Fun Fun Your One Stop Party Shop. Um, Do you know yet? I know it's not only Not Sure Wednesday. yet? Okay. I mean, we, you know what? I'm probably going to go heavy trade deadline talk uh, with the deadline being next Monday. So we'll probably go a little. Darren Drager action, mm. something like that.
2: But right now, people loving hockey talk, Yeah, loving hockey sense. How much fun is it right now in St. Louis to watch this team doing historical things? It's unbelievable.
1: Hope it continues. Hope it continues. And again, this is... No one expected this, but a lot of people expected the Blues to be this good for a reason. Just took a couple months. Took a little bit of what? Took a little while. But you know what you'd rather... You'd rather play this well in the second half versus the first half and then struggle, you know? So it was worth the pain in the first couple of months, I think, for Blues fans to see this turnaround.
2: Skate, boys, skate. Andy Strickland, Charlie Marlowe, Brian Hoffman, Matt Rockia with you here on the Midday Grind. Coming up next, it's the hard line with TJ Moe, Bob Ramsey. I see him waiting in the wings, ready to go. Maybe John Hadley. Who knows? That's coming up next on 590FAN and 590FAN.com. This has been the Midday Grind. We'll see you tomorrow.